Mm-hmm. So when we're using certain language that's that's quite oppressive, yeah. that's restrictive, yeah. that's how we begin to feel as well. That in itself is that first step of awareness. You know, what? How are you speaking to yourself? Mm. How are you? What? What's the language that you're using? And how can you start to change that language so that it's more open, expansive, mm. and um, softer? Thank you for joining me today. This is Joseph Grech, coach, trainer, and founder of Become Coaching and Training. And today, I'm your host on this podcast. In today's episode, amongst other things, we are focusing on positive psychology and the power of language in coaching. And joining me today is Sadia Hazanfar. She's the founder of Slay Your Dragons. As a confidence coach, she helps women step out of their comfort zone so they can create a life they love and, as Sadia says, they can start slaying. All right, so Sadia, um, it's so nice to see you, first of all. Um, and I love all the yellow. I was saying that earlier. Uh, it's, it's both of our favourite colours, it seems. Yes, Joseph. I just love the fact that yellow, as soon as you see it, it brings you hope and joy. And I'm all about both those things. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I love it. I love it. So Sadia, can you perhaps, as a starting point, we're going to talk about a few different topics today, um, about language, well-being, um, and and positive psychology as well. Um, but before we dip into those, uh, what would be really kind of useful is to understand a little bit about your coaching, you know, what brought you into coaching as a starting point? Oh, okay. That's a really good question. Um, so for me, uh, I discovered coaching very early on, I guess, with my team when I was managing a team, mm-hmm. I would use some of the coaching principles, but not realize that I was coaching. Um, and I would always really focus on my team's strengths because I thought, you know, if we focus on the strengths, that's where you get the best out of Mm. people. And you can see how that thought then led to this positive psychology. um, Mm. passionate about. Great. Sorry, I interrupted you. Absolutely. And then in 2018, I was having a really rough time at work. Um, Mm. some really, yeah, some things happened that, I mean, to cut a long story short, I hit rock, rock bottom at work mm. and I needed to make some drastic changes. And I remember on my phone, there was a note that said coaching, you know, from back in 2015, where I had obviously written a note on my phone to say, I really like coaching. I need to explore this. But I did nothing with it. That note just <laughs> stayed on the phone for years. Huh? And then in 2018, I decided to reach out and um, go and see a coach. Right. I thought, if I want to get into this, let me go and experience it firsthand from the other side as a coachee. And needless to say, first session, I handed in my notice. I signed up to a coaching course. <laughs> like it was full on. It was impactful, that one session. Yeah. <laughs> so I went kind of um, bulldozed ahead with it. And um, yeah, did a coaching uh, course back in 2018. That's where we met. Mm-hmm. And really enjoyed it it opened up a whole new world for me 
And since then, I have been implementing coaching in my current workplace. I work for a global student accommodation provider. Mm. And I've also started up my own coaching practice called Slay Your Dragons. Oh, wow. Tell me a bit more about that. Tell me more about, about, about the concept. So Slay Your Dragons, the name really um, is a, an homage to my fascination with mythology and storytelling. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if you're familiar with Joseph Campbell. I'm not, I'm afraid. So <laughs> Tell us a little bit more. Yeah, he's written quite a few books on mm. um, archetypes and mm-hmm. um, the hero's journey. Mm. I like to think of it, the heroine's journey as well. Come on, <laughs> um so yeah and it just something sparked in me when I went through the whole coaching experience knowing that you know sometimes I would be my own saboteur and get in my own way yeah um and that's why I quite like that name slay your dragons because it's helping people kind of know what their dragons are Mm -hmm. uh, accept their dragons and kind of slay them in the Mm. sense of you know like owning it and just Mm -hmm. slaying it and um I guess it's a slang term for mm. just killing it, but in a positive way, not yeah. in a negative way. And it's a very impactful metaphor, really, because for me, you know, what you mentioned there is sometimes you might have to accept that dragon or, you know, and, and perhaps have a cup of tea with the dragon and just kind of chill out a little bit with your dragon. Absolutely. <laughs> you, know I mean? you know what? That dragon just needs an arm around yeah. it sometimes to yeah. say, hey, it's okay. I know yeah. you're there. Yeah. Uh, you know we're we're in this together and and to just tame it and calm it mm. so that the dragon doesn't take over and rule you, you yeah. you're in control great right yeah i love the metaphor it's really it's so it's so rich in its meaning as well and i guess that links in quite a lot with the type of work that you do you know you we mentioned at the beginning that positive psychology um tell us a little bit more how that has influenced your coaching So positive psychology has influenced my coaching in, I guess, a couple of ways. Well-being has been really important to me. Mm -hmm. So through my own personal journey, I wasn't taking good care of myself before I started coaching. Mm. You know, I was always putting other people's needs first. Mm. So starting that journey really introduced me to um, the PERMA model in positive psychology. And PERMA stands for positive emotions engagement yeah relationships meaning and accomplishments it feels like i, I was testing you there <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh. when you put on the spot <laughs> yeah so i mean the first one is really really critical that positive mm. emotion so things that make you feel good mm. you know a lot of us stay in that guilt shame mm. um, fear place and I really wanted to flip that and make Mm -hmm. people well reintroduce people to what makes them feel good yeah I feel that's so powerful also in coaching I mean I know we're talking about coaching in general but Mm -hmm. particularly from a coach's point of view um not necessarily around harnessing that positive emotion in the individual which is also really important but about thinking about the individual in the most positive light we talk about being non-judgmental and having a safe space uh, in in coaching and having this positive emotion seems to me to be quite key oh yeah absolutely it's so important because I think once Mm. you establish that once you're coming from that place 
people are more likely to be fully engaged with things, be a lot happier. And also they, they see more opportunities. Mm. They're a bit more creative. Mm. Uh, they're not coming from a constricted and restricted place. So is this, you think, focusing on the glass being half full than half empty? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you work? How do you perhaps integrate this framework within your, within your coaching? I help individuals, first of all, gain clarity on what makes them feel good and remembering times that have made them feel good and kind of move towards that. Mm. And once they're moving towards that, then they're able to, their their perspective opens Mm -hmm. and they've no longer got that tunnel vision of what their problem is. They can kind of see into the future or they can imagine a time when they were at their best, Mm -hmm. being their best self. And then we kind of take it from there. And that links in nicely to something you mentioned earlier when you talked about people's strengths and that you found yourself focusing on people's strengths because in order to focus on your strengths, you need to understand what they are in the first place. Mm. So, so you mentioned, um, you know, you mentioned how you support people to understand what their true power is, what their strengths are, what that feel good um, part of their body psyche is essentially and how do you then work perhaps with individuals that aren't there yet or are more focusing on the glass being half empty rather than half full are there any is there anything that you can share with us Mm. so I like to help people kind of flip it by Mm -hmm. focusing on um, gratitude Mm. um that's really important to me so that attitude of gratitude and I think growing up for me in my culture so I'm half Pakistani half Persian Mm. it's um it was very predominant in our culture you know counting your blessings being really thankful um and I think a lot of eastern philosophies it's very much uh a thing you know it's just ingrained in our culture Mm. So that's where I like to start off so that we help pe- so that I help people kind of reframe their thinking. Yeah. 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 So how Mass- do you think language affects this? It affects us massively. I mean, you hit the nail on the head there when you said um, language really uh, affects our thoughts, mm. our thinking patterns. Mm-hmm. So when we're using certain language that's, that's quite oppressive, yeah. that's restrictive yeah. that's how we begin to feel as well mm. um so that in itself is that first step of awareness you know what how are you speaking to yourself mm. how are you what what's the language that you're using and how can you start to change that language so that it's more open expansive mm. and um softer mm. kinder in a way as well isn't it to yourself You're listening to Coaching in Focus, a podcast by Become Coaching and Training. And in this podcast, we are discussing with Sadia Gazanfar, positive psychology and language particularly. And this point really intrigues me, the relationship between um, thoughts and language. Let's see what else Sadia has to say to us about the topic.
it's interesting the point that you mentioned there because I find so many people don't actually make a difference between who they truly are and what they think. There is this kind of automatic belief that just because I think something, it must be true and it must be about me. So some individuals, I'm thinking about some kind of coaching practice, they might say, even labels that they will attach to themselves. So I am lazy. And then you think that for and automatically believe it. But when you drill really down to the evidence and looking into it, then you realize that actually it's simply a thought and it's not true. But it, you kind of, you absorb it. Mm. And it's so limiting, isn't it? Mm. Definitely, definitely. And I wonder to what extent it also impacts other areas of your life because I don't think you need that awareness. You don't actively need to um, kind of think about it so much in an ironic way. You know, the thought kind of pops into your head and I think you just absorb it. Do you know what I mean by absorb it? It kind of becomes part of who you are without, you know, unless you challenge it, it's really difficult Mm. to move forward. Do you know what? That's the key there, isn't it? The challenge. Mm. We never challenge ourselves. And I think that's why coaching is so powerful because you've got somebody there, your Mm -hmm. coach, who is able to challenge you, Mm. who is able to kind of, you know, point out something that you might just accept as being part of you Mm -hmm. and and ask for that evidence and, you know, probe and prod a little bit so that um, it comes into your awareness and then you do start questioning things. So then what happens at that point? Um, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about a typical client perhaps that you might be working with. And the first step you mentioned, you get them to acknowledge the amazing and you know, beautiful things that are happening in their life and express that gratitude. And we looked at what happens if somebody perhaps is being a bit resistant. And then what happens after that? Do you, do you kind of work in a particular way with that person? Well, I really believe in the mind-body connection. Okay. And um, for years, I didn't even know this was a thing, Joseph. I'll be really honest with you. I, I, Tell me a bit um, more about it. I'm intrigued. So um, when I became, so when things went really bad at work, what mm. I noticed is I had a lot of mental internal anguish going on. So mm. I did the most practical thing, which is, okay, I'm going to go and speak to a therapist. I'll speak to a coach and I'll take some yeah. practical measures to help myself and my, you know, head. Um, and yes, that helped a little bit. But then things started manifesting in my body. Mm. And um, I don't know how deep I can go, but I'm just going to go there. It's entirely up to you. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I suffered from IBS, um, Mm. which is triggered by stress. And I had a lot of bloating in my stomach. And I think a lot of anxiety and fear Mm. is held in that part of our body. Yeah. And and then through coaching, then I started noticing, okay, there is a mind-body connection and the way we think and our feelings, they start to manifest in our body. Yeah. And so this is something that I love to explore with my clients if they're open to it, Mm. which is, um, you know, let's do some visualizations. Let's um, try and imagine what that thought, that feeling is in your body and really bring it to life. Yeah. um, yeah. Sorry. So Sorry, I was just going to say, and I find that that really helps a lot of the clients because it switches the way they, they see things. They see mm. it in a completely different way mm. and you see them a lot calmer afterwards as well, mm. having experienced that mind-body connection. Yeah, it's such an important thing. And you mentioned it could be, I mean, I remember asking clients, um, 
you know, when they're in a difficult situation, what happens to them physically from a physiological point of view. And perhaps, I mean, it surprises me a little how very few details seem to come out from the client. Mm. I have to really kind of, uh, in a way, coach them through it um, around, you know, perhaps, you know, my, my back feels really tense. My heart starts beating faster. My hands even get a bit clammy. And um, mm. they don't automatically, you know, we don't reflect so much on our body kind of sensations. But when I then ask about their thinking, oh. typically <laughs> it's one thing after the other. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that kind of mind-body connection and how much focus are we giving to our body versus simply our mind it's a very interesting point yeah and I'm so glad you shared that because that's been my experience as well that people Mm. feel so comfortable coming from their rational logical mind and their head yeah and they they really lack that body and that feeling Mm. connection yeah it's really missing yeah and maybe you know this could be this is something that's quite endemic is that the right word in our society especially in our culture these days you know Mm. we're all from up here rather than Mm -hmm. from in here Mm. um and sorry i was just pointing to my head and you know my role as a coach i like to think is is helping people connect to their heart and their inner wisdom and their inner truth Mm. are there any kind of exercises or is there any more kind of somatic body type work that you do either in coaching or in other areas of your work? Mm. So I do a lot of guided visualizations and some breath work. Mm. I think our breath is such a powerful, powerful tool. And people forget that you have it with you every second of the day. Mm. It's free Mm -hmm. and it can calm you in immeasurable ways. So just taking four or five deep breaths can really help you get out of your nervous kind of um, fight or flight mode yeah. and get into the parasympathetic nervous system and really relax you. Yeah. Um, you know. I was going to say, just some coaches do that at the, at the beginning of every session. They would ask the I coachee, that. yeah, they mm. would ask the coachee to have those five, you know, a short kind of either mm. uh, visualization or some breathing work. Um, and it can be, it can be very powerful for the individual absolutely it's interesting because for me when I reflect back um and it's something that puzzles me a little bit uh, I don't know if anyone else feels like this but when I start thinking about breathing <laughs> it's the opposite effect I get really nervous <laughs> and I get really tense and I start thinking oh, I need this to live and I start really overthinking it ah. so I wonder what that says about my own kind of you know, in the thoughts and the power of my own inner language there. <laughs> yeah. Do you often also think, am I doing it right? Is yeah, this completely. Yeah, yeah, completely, completely. <laughs> and you know what? That's okay. All of that is totally normal because you're just starting, starting to do something that you haven't done before, perhaps, mm. and you're focusing on it. And the more you become that observer and the more you do it, it naturally yeah. just, just starts to happen. Yeah. But it is funny, isn't it? It is, it is. Well, it links to mindfulness. Now we're talking about this because mindfulness, again, you know, if, and a lot of people say, oh, I, I've, I've tried mindfulness, but I, I can never really keep still mentally. I, can't, you know, I, I always think about all sorts of different things. And I think that's part of mindfulness. It's mm. accepting that our mind is going to wonder. It's impossible. For Absolutely. Yeah, you know? And do you know what? Mindfulness doesn't need to just be sat 
I don't know, concentrating on your breath or doing a meditation. It could be, you know, I'm washing my hands and yeah. I'm really going to feel the yeah. water yeah. and I'm really going to take the time to enjoy this action. I'm having a shower and I'm really going to feel the water on my skin, take some deep breaths, breathe in that shower gel, baby. Mm, you know, yeah, like completely, just completely. honing in on those yeah. sensations. Yeah. And even outside, I like doing mindful walks now to a degree, yes. you know, so I, I, um, I start looking, I, like, I look up a lot more because a lot of us, you know, including myself, I will look down quite a lot when I'm walking, yeah. kind of eye level. And there's so much beauty also, kind of like when you look up. And I, and I remember reading it somewhere and I now try and do some mindful walks where I actually look up and see what's up. And as you've been doing that, have you noticed anything interesting that you just oh, yeah. missed? Yeah, completely. Because I, uh, I normally do it on my usual walking route. And it's amazing mm-hmm. how new things you spot and how, also how different you feel physically afterwards. It really yeah. helps. Um, or everything that we're talking about, to me, um, kind of reminds me as well, whether it's mindfulness, breathing work, a little bit of that positive psychology, the power of language, of acceptance commitment work what do you think Mm. of that acceptance commitment therapy acceptance commitment coaching how do you feel Uh, about it i adore it oh nice (laughs) yeah i remember when i was doing my coaching and quite in the early days and i remember having a conversation i think it was with yourself Mm. on oh you know i I was talking about say your dragons and how certain things are coming up in Mm -hmm. my clients or within myself and Mm accepting that and moving mm-hmm. through it mm. um and i think actually it was you who introduced me to it act possibly yeah i'm a big therapy big fan um, and then i just geeked out on it joseph got <laughs> <out>. <laughs> tried to absorb <laughs> as much information on it yeah. as possible yeah um and i think it's such a powerful thing because we aren't taught to accept certain emotions or feelings or thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, some people bury them and mm-hmm. then they manifest in other mm-hmm. ways. Yeah. And actually by shining the light on it mm-hmm. and having the courage to shine the light on those areas and accept it and yeah. then move through it yeah. helps people immeasurably. Like I, I've seen it happen so many times in, in the coaching journey and it's such a beautiful thing to witness love the word courage that you use there because it does involve courage to actually accept quite a lot of people say oh acceptance sounds like the easier route mm. and trying and changing it but actually it isn't it's you know accepting something can be really challenging like you just mentioned now 100 percent. yeah i'm talking from personal experience as well here <laughs> constant work in progress it's also for me there is the um there is the element around this of accepting things that also we cannot change. So if, for example, you know, in, in act, we use a really lovely metaphor of, you might've heard this of somebody who is swimming in the sea and they've got this ball and let's imagine a ball. The ball is a particular challenge that they have. And instead of actually looking at the challenge, they spend all the time pushing that ball in the water. But what happens as a result of that, the kind of the harder and the more that you push, the more the ball will push upwards and it will try to float on top of the water. And what is also happening is that you are so focused on pushing that ball down and kind of burying it deep in the water that you forget or you kind of miss out on the wonderful things that are happening around you on the beach. And I, I, I love the metaphor that 
You know, we're focusing, if somebody focuses so much on just that one challenge and hiding and pushing and changing that challenge instead of letting it flow to the top of the water, having it next to you, but then also seeing everything else that is around you, perhaps in your life, can be really, really powerful for somebody. Absolutely. I love that. I haven't heard that one before. I might have to pinch that. Yeah, it's not, it's not mine. It's not mine, I'm afraid. <laughs> I really like that because... Uh-huh. It also demonstrates kind of enjoying the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a feeling of letting go. Mm. Enjoy, and, and letting go and thinking, yes, it's there. Yes, this pain or this suffering or this challenge is next to me. But it is also not part of me as well. Uh-huh. And I can still see everything else that's happening. And I can swim to the shore if I wanted to. And mm. I could grab the ball with me or could leave the ball there. It, it's just a very powerful metaphor, I find. Definitely. And there's freedom in it. There's Mm. freedom, flexibility. Mm -hmm. And it's also reminding me of this book that I'm reading at the moment. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you've read it. Um, Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. Yes. It's a very happy book. It is. (laughs) It's a small book. Yeah, Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, Yeah. And, you know, just the horrors that this individual experienced Mm. in the concentration camps, but actually having that sense of meaning, that sense Mm -hmm. of purpose and having that half glass full philosophy and how much it really served him. Yeah. Great. Um, Sadia, so we're reaching kind of the end of our podcast today, but I can't let you go uh, without getting perhaps a tip or two um, is there something that you, you know, you would like to share with us? Mm. So in terms of a tip, mm. something that's really served me well and um, has become a regular practice for me is finding stillness um, every day mm-hmm. and just having a moment, even if it's five minutes of your day where you mm. can take that time out to reflect, yeah. to reflect on your day, reflect how you're feeling reflect on what's gone well for you, what you've learned about yourself, um, honing in on your body as well, you know, yeah. where, where are you feeling good? Where might you be feeling a bit tight and uncomfortable? So that would be my first tip, that finding that stillness to mm. reflect. Yeah. And my second one would be, I guess my tip would be to set yourself some small challenges. Mm. There's little small wins, you know, especially Mm -hmm. as a coach trainee, there's little small challenges that you can set yourself because you're embarking on this new journey with so many new things to navigate and explore. And it can seem so overwhelming. You know, I, I I say that from firsthand experience and you want to do everything and you want to be great at everything all at once. (laughs) But sometimes you've just got to take a deep breath and think, what one small yeah. thing can I challenge myself yeah. on yeah. And, and then celebrate those wins along the way, that yes. sense of accomplishment. Yeah. That's such a nice, yeah, such a nice thought, isn't it? Particularly you mentioned coach trainees. So I think you're right. Cause sometimes, you know, I've seen, I've mentored people and they say, Oh, you know, in three months time, I want to have X amount of clients and I want to do this and I want to do that. <laughs> and I love the enthusiasm, but also at the same time, I also think, how are you going to celebrate the smaller things that will lead you there? Um, because they're also equally as important. Definitely. And, you know, as you were saying that, my hand was going up thinking, guilty, guilty. <laughs> You know, we're such a passionate bunch, aren't we, as coaches? We just want to get out there and serve everybody. And yeah, 
Oh, Sally, well, it's been so nice talking to you. And thank you for sharing, you know, your thoughts around, you know, your work, you know, your coaching experience, um, Positive Psychology Act. It's been, it's been a really interesting conversation. Oh, Joseph, thank you so much for having me. It's You're been a real honour. Welcome. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Spend some time with you chatting through these things that we both are so passionate about. <laughs> You have been listening to Coaching in Focus. I hope you found today's podcast useful. And if you did, we'd love for it if you could rate us on your favourite podcast provider. We're available on all the major platforms where you found this episode, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts as well. So until we speak again and see you on the next episode, stay healthy, happy and safe. Take care.